Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. It's so lovely to have your company this week. Before I introduce today's special guest, I want to quickly take a moment to thank the listeners who've reviewed the show. I so enjoy reading your feedback and would like to encourage you all to subscribe to The Ghost Files and leave us a review as that helps more listeners discover the show. Thank you. An actual ghost is something, in my experience, that has lived here before and has passed on into the different dimensions. Sometimes we have entities that are, I call them more spirits that aren't actually attached Sometimes it can be a fear of where they're going into the unknown. They don't know. You're listening to The Ghost Files, the podcast where everyday people share their extraordinary stories about the spirit world. My name is Karina Machado. I'm a journalist who spent more than a decade sharing stories about the spirit world through my books, Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell, and Love Never Dies, as well as my podcasts, Spirit Sisters, and now this show, The Ghost Files. In 1984, the world was introduced to the idea of Ghostbusters. It came in the form of the hit Hollywood movie starring Bill Murray, about three blokes who saved New York from bad spirits. Since then, Ghostbusters have become kind of part of our popular culture. But what about real-life Ghostbusters? What are their lives like? My guest today, Rebecca, or Rebs as she likes to be called, is going to tell us all about that. While Hollywood made light of the idea of banishing unwelcome spirits, Reb's work, as we'll see, is serious stuff. I was introduced to Reb's through another Ghost Files guest, Sheridan, who shared the story of the frightening time in her family's lives when her little boy began seeing ghosts in their home as his natural mediumship emerged. As Sheridan explained, Reb's guidance helped them navigate this challenging time, so I thought I'd invite her to come on the show and share more about her work and some of the most hair-raising encounters she's had. Welcome to the Ghost Files, Rebs. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's lovely to, to be here. Oh, it's so good to have you. Now, let's start with you telling us about yourself and your work. Just describe that for the listeners, please, Rebs. Okay, so um, my work is actually working with, um, well, as the transformational healer, mostly, and a mediumship, which involves uh, working with spirit world, afterlife, and that could be with people and houses. So if there's anything that needs to be energetically transformed, a situation or a building or land, then basically I tune in to the vibration and I transform the energy. So you heal whatever it is that um, has presented itself, really. Wow, that's yeah. um, that's an intriguing job description. 
And um, <laughs> put it on your CV. <laughs> yeah, put it on your CV. And um, we're going to a little bit later on. I want to hear about how you actually found your path to this work. But first, yeah. um, I'm, I think you know a question that a lot of our listeners will have will be with respect to the house clearing work and the transforming of the energy in the homes. Um, yeah. So no doubt you've encountered many ghosts, and I want to just ask you, Rebs, because you're the expert. How do you define the word ghost? Well, a ghost to me is um, a, it's a, it's something that's passed over. So it's when a physical person who has lived within this lifetime or an animal um, actually has passed over. So they then become like that spiritual apparition of someone or something that lived here in a time before. So that probably sounds like I'm being a little um, skipping around things because energetically, when there's a difference between a ghost and an entity, which we can talk a little bit more about, Mm. but an actual ghost is something in my experience that has lived here before and has passed on into the different dimensions, but hasn't necessarily passed on so that it's completely non-present from our world, Okay, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, it does. So would, <laughs> yeah. an, would another way to describe it be um, a term that I've heard used as well, an mm. earthbound spirit? Yeah, yeah. You know, some people can have experiences with spirits that are not necessarily earthbound. They can come and go and they will see those and still describe them as ghosts. They can have a attachment to a place or to a person or even to an object. Wow, that's so so interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's really... um, it, it is really interesting and, you know, quite often the reasons that they stay um, can be really interesting too because, you know, there's always a story behind everything and and sometimes it's not necessarily that they have an attachment to something. Sometimes it can be a fear of where they're going into the unknown. They don't know. So, mm. you know, for some people... Um, who are here and they've lived their lives, maybe they may have had no belief in the afterlife. So they've spent their whole life not believing there was an afterlife. So to go into the afterlife and then have fear of where that will actually take them, they feel safer not going and not moving on. Um, Yeah, or maybe they've not made the best choices and their fear of judgment keeps them here. And sometimes um, the very fact that they don't actually know they've passed on can also be a reason why you may end up with a ghost initially. It's like I kind of always describe it as they miss the boat. Mm. Um, You know, they kind of have this window of opportunity once they've left their sort of physical vessel um, to then pass into the afterlife. But they don't always realize, especially in cases of trauma, if there's been an accident or somebody ended up, you know, at crime scene, Mm -hmm. maybe got shot or something like that. um, Quite often, it's all happened so quickly that they've had a delayed response and they didn't catch on. So lots of different reasons. Um, But yeah, a lot of the time it can be the familiarity of wanting to stay, you know, in their home or with their loved ones or not wanting to go because they 
they're worried how they might cope. So mm-hmm. they want to stay and look after them. Yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned that um, a spirit may be attached to a, a place, a person or an object. I'm wondering, Rebs, yeah. if you can share perhaps a story that goes with those three three situations. Sometimes we have ghosts who are uh, wanting to stay with family members, but sometimes we have entities that are, I call them more spirits that aren't actually attached to a person who is familiar to them. So this is the other thing. We can sometimes have ghosts that aren't familiar to us that remain with us. So uh, an example of that would be um, I knew somebody, they were they worked um, as a police officer and they were quite often going to scenes of crimes. Okay. And basically in this situation, obviously somebody had died within the the crime scene. So this spirit, this ghost, actually had no relationship whatsoever with the person. And so the person had gone back home. They were carrying on with life, living with their family, doing their thing, you know, but they started to feel really unusual effects. And it was filtering into um, their own well-being. It was impacting upon the family because there were some shifts and changes, obviously, in their personas, uh, their persona, um, and how they were responding within the family unit. And then things started to go wrong in the house. So in this situation, this person ended up having a ghost that was unfamiliar to them, left the crime scene with them and went home with them. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So quite often we can have ghosts that they'll follow you because they have a sense, I suppose, that I believe that this person will eventually lead them to the help that they Need. Okay. And in yeah. that case, in a case like that, would the person in the situation that you've described, it was the, the police officer, would yeah. that person have needed to be somebody who is psychic medium? Perhaps they don't know it? Look, sometimes, um, more often than not, you will find that that will happen to people that are particularly susceptible or open. I always say, because quite often people say to me, why does this happen to me? Because there'll be somebody that this sort of thing will happen to quite a lot, completely unrelated to them, but they will have a ghost that will, you know, just follow them, you know, or attach to them or feel safe enough. I think that what tends to happen is we're a little bit like beacons of light. Mm -hmm. So people tend to shine their light a little bit brighter. And spirit, of course, can see the light, um, not just the physical body. So they're drawn to that light and they think, you know, this is somebody who can help me. I don't believe that those people have to be mediums or healers or psychics. They just shine a brighter light because they're a little bit more sensitive. They live maybe in their heart a little bit more um, open-minded and they have a nice bright light. I've had uh, similar cases, you know, to this particular case with people who don't do this sort of work, but know people within the industry that do do this work. 
And they seem to pick up a lot of these sort of like lovely spiritual spiritual beings and friends because they always eventually bring them to the people. So, you know, I have a lady that comes to see me. Quite often she'll say, I've got another friend. We call them friends here. Okay. <laughs> I've got another friend. And I say, yeah, you have. And she would spend quite a lot of time in hospitals and hospices in those kind of environments where people are passing. Mm-hmm. And she'd say, I knew I had one with me. And I'm like, great. Well, that they know that she has got this light in her. And so she now knows she's tuned in enough now to recognize when she has a friend. And so she comes here and we let that friend go. We move them on. Okay. So, Tell yeah. us about the process of moving the friend on or the entity yeah. or the ghost. How do you do that? How did you do it with the police officer and how did you do it with the, this other lady? So the police officer who had picked up this um, being it was actually a family member that reached out to me because they knew that they weren't acting quite themselves, but they don't necessarily have an awareness of this. So it was actually a family member that had reached out in that case. Now, the interesting thing about that is that this being had really settled into the home so had sort of made themselves at home within their home, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes. And they just did not want that there because um, obviously it was causing problems. So, you know, more often than not, if you're passing a being onto the light, you know that you've got one or two things. They're either super keen to go and they're all up for it or they don't want to go. Quite often, say with the other lady that I'm talking to you about, the spirits that tend to come with her, they want to go. And that's why they seem to be drawn to her. So they're relatively easy. So you're literally opening up a beautiful spiritual portal in which you can pass them back into the light. So you're returning them to origin, that energy of origin. And is it a telepathic process? Sometimes it's a telepathic process. Sometimes it's a verbalization. So, you know, a a typical thing is, is you could create like a pillar of light within the center of a room. So if you're doing a group, a group healing, Mm -hmm. um, a group clearance, you could create a pillar of light within the center of the space in which you invite the ghost or the energy or the spirit into that light and so then you check in with everybody do you have this pillar of light which is basically opening up a bit of a portal um between here and the spirit world you know some people like to call it source energy creator energy god energy whatever it is mm-hmm. um but you're opening that up so you check in has everybody got this yes they do can everybody see the spirit within the space yes they can and then at which point you can literally talk through the process of passing them into the light. I've actually, and this is where it can get really unusual, and I really don't recommend this unless you've been doing it for a while. Sometimes I've actually, this sounds really creepy, <laughs> had to take spirit within my own physical body and actually pass them through me. I might just ask <laughs> you a question just about how you identify the ghost, the attachment, the spirit, the entity and how yeah. you see them and what level of detail you're able to glean about them and their lives. This is something I do spiritual development classes. So I'm trying, I 
teach people to be able to develop this. And one of the things people often say to me is, how do I know that that's not my imagination? But the imagination is actually the doorway into your clairvoyance. If you if you shut down your imagination, um, you're actually closing down that clairvoyant faculty. So there has to be a bit of imagination or visualization as such to this in the beginning, um, which then opens up your third eye and strengthens your third eye. Now, for me, I can see spirit. If I'm doing a reading for somebody, I will have a visualization of um, an energy within my third eye. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I will start to actually, with my physical eye, start to see colors and shapes manifesting behind the person and then what happens is that in some incident instances really depending on the energy that I'm working as well can actually see a physical manifestation starting to form behind them but it's more as a light vibration but you can start to see features that come into that so you can start to get a lot of detail through actually seeing that projection of the person okay within the energy so if you can tell us about what you saw maybe let's just pick the police officer who yeah. was that? Who was that person attached, that attachment? Um, it was a male. It, it sounds really grim, but he'd ended up being in the water before they had actually found him. So this it's really disgusting, actually. <laughs> He'd been in the water for quite some time. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can imagine a physical body that ha- has become full of water. Right. So, so yeah, he yeah. looked like a jellyfish. Okay. Is, yeah. is that what you were seeing in your That's what yeah. I was seeing because he hadn't moved on and this is the thing quite often if spirits are stuck here once they've actually checked in on the other side, I call it checking in, they can come back. And when they come back, they come back in all their glory. You know, they look amazing and they come back at these times in their lives, which are really beautiful. And, But if they have not moved on, then they come back very much linked into whatever's just happened to them Or maybe in some cases you can find spirit really in their defect of characters, you know, so they can be really unpleasant. So if they were a really unpleasant person who led a really, you know, crime-filled life or was a nasty, unpleasant kind of person, well, they're going to be like that in spirit if they haven't been processed on the other side. So you get all those character traits. So, you know, this was an energy that you wouldn't want in your home. Um, It was an energy that had shown itself to me as a waterlogged physical, you know, really unpleasant corpse to have to look at. Oh, my goodness. And came with those, you know, real energy of a very overwhelming traumatic death 
So that's the thing. I moved him on into the light. It took him a little bit of persuasion. And so basically, sometimes you need to call on spirit who have already passed over to give assistance as well. Okay. Um, so you can call in family members, you can call in ancestors, you can call in guides, and you can actually get them to work with you in the release process, especially if they're not eager and keen to go okay so it's a collaborative Mm. approach (laughs) (laughs) and so Rebs so there's this idea perhaps that you've I'm sure you've heard in the in the past you know you've been doing this for 20 years that you're a real life ghostbuster now what do you make of that and how different is your life from the Hollywood image for me if you take away the glitz and all the glamour I really kind of um simplify this in terms of people if they do ask me this, I say, well, I'm basically a cleaning lady. (laughs) (laughs) I come in and I clean house. And that is pretty, and there's not really much Hollywood glamour about that, is there? (laughs) It's important work though, isn't it, Rebs? It's important work. How how often would you say people are calling you for your help? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I'm working, doing this every single day. It's a bit of a mixture for me between people and houses. It's so much more commonplace than perhaps we realise. Like, they make the Hollywood movies and, you know, I never really like them unless they're the movies that are based in truth. I actually sit there and go, oh, my God, they've got that. Oh, wow. I've seen like, I've seen one of those. They're real, you know. They didn't make this up. Oh, that's um, so, that's fascinating. But in terms of my life, there's nothing really very Hollywood about it. It's I pretty a- much go in and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. rock up and just make the change that needs to be made for that home, for that land, for that office or that person or whatever it is. How did did you arrive at this place in life where so much of your working life is devoted to working with a dimension that most people cannot fathom and in many cases they don't want to know about it? When I was young, um, I was connecting to spirit and, you know, it's been a bit of a journey and I didn't always go with the flow with it. I kind of didn't necessarily want to do this. I was connected to spirit. I was aware of spirit. I was communicating with spirit. That seemed quite normal to me. When you were a little Um, girl, you were doing... Yeah, yeah. when I was a little girl, I was having... you know, the tea parties and things like that. Tea parties. Holding little, yeah, With... holding tea parties for spirit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. so, so you could see these, I mean, I guess an adult in the vicinity might have thought they're your imaginary friend, but to you. Absolutely. Yeah. But to me, they were very real. Um, and this is the thing, I, gr- I actually grew up in a house that had a lot of spirit activity, in England. From a young age, yeah, in England. It was a Victorian, old Victorian vicarage. That was the house that sort of activated me into my awareness that we don't just live in a 3D reality. We actually have spirit around us. And I'll tell you now that everywhere, 
my plan was to become an actress and you know I actually remember even things like when I was doing I went to university and I was hoping to go to RADA which was the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts okay um and I had all these plans that this is what I was going to do and I'd been training for that and I was all geared up for that I had spirit behind me um and I'm trying to type up my dissertation and they would be mucking around and causing <laughs> havoc in my and they were know, trying to steer you back on that path they were yeah. trying to steer me back on the path and you know that's all great in hindsight because that was their agenda but I didn't consider it to be mine and so you know I battled that one out for quite some time I'll tell you this if you're not aligned to your path in your life and you're here for a reason you can't outrun the reason that you're here and I gave that a really really good crack and so eventually you know I literally had to surrender the fight was over this is why I describe my life as a supernatural experience my whole my whole life has been and so how other can I be of service than to dedicate myself to changing that for others when spirit came knocking on the door and said here you go this was why you needed to go through all of this this is why we had to take you down the paths that we did it's such a lesson there rebs that you know the dark times and the frightening times in our lives you know if we use them for good we can use them to help others exactly and so for me that's everything that's the whole purpose to existence now I needed to take myself through before I would say sure yeah I'll do that for you You and I did I gave a good fight (laughs) (laughs) and they beat me (laughs) so in the end I oh you can't beat them join them and (laughs) so you know I ended up um, kind of embracing the right attitude to this in the end and um, went and really got some help on how to work with what I used to call a curse. Uh, I remember the shaman that I went to see and I asked mm. her, please turn this off. I do not want this. And she said, well, I don't know if we can quite do that. She said, but maybe we can sort of just tone it down a little bit Mm. and she said I don't know why you want to do this she said it's a real gift I said this is not a gift this is a curse I've interviewed women before who've told me the same thing you know and I've written about them in my books and I think you're all extraordinary and my sense in speaking with you is that reality is much richer and broader than we can imagine and occasionally frightening um yeah Rebs, we've come to the end of our time together and there is so much, I'm sure that I know, and I'm sure that there's so much more that you can share with us. Uh, But I'd love to close by asking the question that I put to all of my guests on the Ghost Files, and that is, what can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? I guess what they do is they give us a sense of hope. You know, this is the thing that I find, like when you 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 meet with spirit, to me, it's like it shows me that life is this massive thing. And, and this this experience that we have being here within this lifetime that we are living now is just the surface. 
you know yeah when you encounter spirit and whether that's a ghost or that's a higher dimensional being you know I think they teach us that there's nothing dead about it Mm. it's about the fact that we are you know exploring endless possibilities endless lifetimes endless experiences and endless realms of existence and when you communicate with those beings that are in a different form to us um that's what opens up you know you realize that you know we can walk around we think we have our eyes open and then our eyes open Mm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's fascinating revs and it's um oh it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you there's so much that you've shared with us today and it's absolutely eye-opening to end on that note so thank you very much for being with us today thank (laughs) you for having me thank you for inviting me (laughs) our pleasure thank you for opening up the ghost files with us i'm karina machado and we'll be back next week with more true life tales of spooky encounters so please rate review and subscribe it helps others just like you to find the podcast In the meantime, you can check out my other podcast about mysteries and marvels, Spirit Sisters, based on my best-selling book. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time for more Goosebumps. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.